Yeah. Well, that's why it's interesting because your first two Broadway jobs were capital B Broadway corporation shows. You know, <laughs> they're not like the small, like indie artsy shows. <laughs> We love a commercial theater, girly. <laughs> I know what I am. <laughs> my name's Quincy. And my name's Kevin. And this is Sentimental Men from Theaterly. We are here to talk, and maybe scream, about our favorite women in musical theater. The honor making us. <laughs> Oh, we're feeling some type of way. Whose version was I singing just then? Barbara. Of course. Babs. Come on, give me a hard one. I've been listening to the Broadway album all day today. Why? I mean, not in a bad way, but why? What inspired that? Oh, I think Josh Gad posted about rehearsals for Gutenberg, and on that Mm. post he put, Barbara's putting it together, and that reminded me how splendiferous her rendition of putting it together is, and then led me to the entire album. Ah, that's so good. Guys, go see Gutenberg on Broadway. Starts performances September 15th. Oh, it's already running as you're listening to this intro. Sure is. Sure is. Quincy... The other day, Mm -hmm. we had our little Sentimental Men check-in on Friday, Mm -hmm. and then we had, you and I each had an hour to kill before we interviewed today's guest. And in that hour, I had stuck in my head, I believe in love, I believe in love. And so I thought it was Casey Levy, and so I went to go listen to it. It was not what I had stuck in my head was Shoshana Bean. Mm-hmm. So then I fell down a little tiny hair rabbit hole, and it's saturated with alpha buzz. That makes sense to me. That rabbit hole. It are, makes a lot of sense to me, me but them? looking at all of it in one place, I was like, wow, we're very blessed with this. And yes, I am going to walk you through all of them, Quincy. <laughs> all right, so in the revival of Hair, the Tony Award-winning revival. Mm-hmm. Casey Levy was Sheila. Mm-hmm. Jackie Burns and Saikon were in The Tribe. Mm-hmm. And Annalie Ashford was a replacement. Jeannie, uh, I think, is that character's name. I don't think I knew um, that. Yeah, the Frank... I met a boy called Frank mm. Oh, interesting. That was, she replaced that, it was, which makes perfect sense. And then on that Actors Fund recording, we have... Anna Gasteyer, Shoshana Bean, Julia Murney, Eden, and Brandy Siobhan Massey. Voices. It's rain and alpha buzz. <laughs> it's rain which, and alpha buzz. Listening then to that hair, that, yeah, that's why I said that. Um, listening to that Actors Fun cast recording really made me long and opine for opine. Renee Scott. Alphaba. She's kind of like my Alphaba that got away. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like, wait, is opine a word like or was that, that a slip? I just want to know. Opine? Yeah. Yeah, like opine. Yeah. I didn't know there was an O that came before it. Spell it. O P I N E. Opine? In a state as one's opinion. Opine. It's like to take a stance. That's different than so like pine, I'm, I'm pining for. Pining is different. Yeah, but both are applicable in this. This man is a genius. He opined. He states as one opinion, one's opinion. Stephanie J. Block is a god. They opined. He opined. Wow. Thank you for that education. Anyway, back to Sherry Renee Scott's Alpha Anyway, I think that this, like, the Alpha Buzz that got away conversation would be fun to do for a bonus episode in the Green Circle. Does that mean, like, we say the actresses who we wish would have played Alpha Yeah, who maybe wouldn't get the call today. Gotcha. That's fun. This I like year. that. I'm trying to think yeah. if I can come up with one on the spot. The making us. It's okay if not. Is putting it together. That. Barbara, I guess. Is yours Barbara Streisand? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then I do, we circle back to this a lot, but I would love to see Alice Ripley as Alphaba, see what she would have done with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coming soon to a bonus episode near you. Get that promo in, Kevin. I'm trying to make us a buck or two, Quincy. 
for God's sake. The, the guest that to. we are talking to today, I had the great fortune of seeing as Glinda, we already recorded this episode, and the day that we did the interview, I also happened to see the show that evening because my friend is in a newly minted Broadway era and especially a Wicked era, so he entered the lottery and won and took me with him. And it was kind of great to be able to talk to Mackenzie and then three hours later go over to the Gersh. We were both on our way to the Gersh to see me to see her to perform. Yeah. She's really incredible. Yeah, I'm so jealous. Like... Because we saw her together, like, mm -hmm. two weeks after she started, a week after she started. Yeah, and what I will say, which I believe we get into in the interview, is... If I wanted to clock any change from then to now, which is how I love my Glinda's to be performed, Mackenzie has really solidified for me. Because I was like, why is this hitting so hard? She's a kooky, crazy, funny Glinda who is like <laughs> yeah. really, really... Yeah. Like, was making choices that I hadn't seen before, which is kind of huge, I think, mm -hmm. in the year 2023. Her popular was LOL funny. Her, I do think she is, uh, it's tough. She, oh, I can't even talk about it. We'll talk about it in the outro, because you guys don't know what kind okay. of Glenda she is yet. But yeah, and the vocals are just incredible. I really do think she is like, I tweeted that she's God tier Glinda vibe. She's really doing something that feels so special and unique and also feels like we're going to be seeing her as Glinda for years and years to come. Like it's just so yeah. solid and it feels like, I mean, she's so young. It feels like there's so much growth room for her. Not that she needs it, but it, I'm excited to watch how this, her Glinda develops as the years go by and as she's in and out. Cause I'm sure that will be happening for her. Fingers crossed, I hope. Anyway, take us into her resume. <laughs> All right, well, Quincy, her resume is very, I would say, impressive mm -hmm. because it all starts in 2020 when she makes her Broadway debut as Anna in Frozen. Worth noting yes, that I saw her snaps. as Anna worth in noting Frozen. That Quincy saw. Which I just remembered. Yes. <laughs> And worth noting that this was like very shortly after she graduated from college. And there's a really cool timeline involved in this that she gets into in the interview. Mm -hmm. um, but so this all happens, boom, shut down, pandemic. Mm, remember it well. So her show's on hold, then it's announced her show's not coming back. Very sad. In 2021 though, she was in our living rooms. Miss Mackenzie Kurtz as the star to be on Annie Live on NBC. Fabulous. Also featuring, which we'll get into in the interview. Also featuring Megan Hilty, which... That's me snapping into the yeah, mic. Yeah, we're just dropping little breadcrumbs of what to look forward to in the interview. I can't tell if I like having done the interview already or if I don't like it for the intro, outro stuff. Yeah, well, you think about that. <laughs> In 2022, she was an emergency replacement, last second call to come out and close the first national tour of Frozen as Anna. Laura Bell Bundy, then, Legally Blonde tour vibes. Yes, Laura Bell Bundy, Legally Blonde tour vibes. Which, like, Mackenzie uh, needs to do Legally Blonde somewhere. Uh, yeah. Anywhere. Desperately. Literally just, like, at 54 below. Oh, I'll my God. Okay. I know. Anyways, and then in 2023, back on Broadway, making her Wicked debut as Glinda in the Broadway Company of Wicked, straight to principal, honey. <laughs> At the age of 26, which has been a very prevalent age in our last couple of episodes. <laughs> It's also the age I currently reside at. Yes, it is also the age that Quincy currently resides at. Um, I was going to say something before I got sidetracked with making fun of you for being old. What was it? Laura Bell Bundy, Mackenzie Kurtz, Legally Blonde. Straight to Principal. Straight to Principal. Oh, I would love if someone listening could let us know who the last Straight to Principal Broadway Glinda was. It's not coming to me off the top of my head. Hmm. I feel, I have a feeling that it's been a long time. Wow, Kevin's having a vision almost like a prophecy, or he's desperately trying I'm to trying have one. trying to like go through a list. Hold on, let me look. I'll tell you who it was. Like less frequent than Alphabet, I think. Way, yeah, there are less Glindas than... Gina Claire toured first. Mm-hmm. 
Is that true? You know that as fact? No, I don't know. I'm not good at timelines like you are, Quincy. This We'll fact check this. Someone can let us know, unless you're dead set on figuring this out right now. Um, just want to... I'm dead set on confirming that Jenna Claire toured first. She did. I think the last one was Kara Lindsay, right? Kara Lindsay didn't tour first. She toured after. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought she toured first. Hold on. Now I'm also determined. Mm, no, I think she might have toured first. Educated guest, Jenny Barber. Someone let us know though. Okay, that was a fun little detour. <laughs> Let's get into our interview with Mackenzie Kurtz. Mackenzie Kurtz, thank you so much for joining us on Sentimental Men today. Ooh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. The current Broadway Glinda. Yes, I am so excited to have a Glinda girly on the podcast, Mackenzie. Woo! We gotta represent. (laughs) You launch us into this, Kevin. (laughs) All right, so Mackenzie, we start every episode by asking, how did Wicked come into your life? Not professionally as an actress, but personally, when did Wicked come into your life? My earliest memory of Wicked was fourth grade, getting the CD of the original Mm -hmm. Broadway cast recording and playing Mm -hmm. it every day in my little boom box, Hello Kitty pink boom box, shout out. Yes. Yes, so that was my earliest memory, just being obsessed with the cast recording and listening to it all the time. And my best friend in fourth grade, we used to do, you know, the full performance in my basement, in my room, wherever we could and wherever we could get mm-hmm. people to watch us. As you do. Yeah. So that was my earliest memory. And then... Were you Glinda in those performances? We would from switch... From the beginning? We would switch back and forth, but... Get you a girl who can do both. <laughs> Listen, you have to do what you have to do. And so then I believe I was nine years old when I saw Wicked on Broadway for the first time. And that was in 2007. And I saw Kendra Kassebaum as Glinda, Mm -hmm. which was Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. And I remember my family and I went to go see it. And my mom wanted us to be as close as possible and have the best seats as possible. So Mm -hmm. she bought us all individual tickets, like, in the orchestra. So we didn't even sit together. (laughs) But I didn't care. So I was by myself as a nine-year-old. Like, oh my God. Fully sobbing. Strangers on each side. Oh, but sobbing, sobbing at at nine years old by myself, having a spiritual experience in the Gershwin (laughs) Theater. Um, And it changed my life. And I was like, I have to be in this show ever since Mm -hmm. then. Yeah. And were you like, I'm going to do theater when I grow up from the get-go? Totally, yeah. My first shows that I did, I I was like seven, eight years old. And once I started, I never looked back. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yep, we have to do this. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you and I are the same age, and I feel like my childhood was kind of... I'm taking it personally that you keep bringing that up. Because I do think when I was that internet pre-teeny age was kind of when the, like, bootleg culture was really thriving. Totally. Was that something you partook in? Totally. Bootlegs, I was obsessed. Honestly, I have memories of being, like, 12, 13 when 13 the musical was happening. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. being obsessed with that entire cast because it was, like, kids our age. And they were posting all these behind-the-scenes things of, like, them recording the cast album. And so definitely bootlegs were big for me growing up. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so then what growing up then watching those bootlegs, who were the the touch points for you? Like who were your favorites? I mean, even now, then? I think like obviously anything with Kristen. Mm-hmm. Duh. Mm-hmm. Um duh. Megan Hilty is a big one for me, just so yeah. iconic. And um, Cara Lindsay was one. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. everyone. Anything I could get my With- hands on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny, too, that you said Megan Hilty right off the bat, because we saw you in the show a couple months ago. Like, right, like your first week, I think. Like, within oh. within the, the first couple weeks. Yeah. And we, we said we were, like, off the bat, like, we got, like, essence of Hilty from you. That means and, a lot. Which Thank is, you very much. Which which is because she's I, like my number one for sure, and I think definitely up there for Quincy. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that you're saying that she was like 
one of your earlier influences. Absolutely. She actually came by the theater two days ago and came to visit and it was so much fun. And I love her. We did Annie live together in 2021. That's right. She's such an icon and I look up to her so much. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll get, we'll circle back to your performance because we do have things to say, but... How, when did actually auditioning for Wicked first time come across your desk? Yes. So it was 2019 and I had graduated okay. uh, in mm. May of 2019. And I think the first time I taped was that summer and I was at the okay. Muni and I had gotten a tape for Glinda. Mm-hmm. And, what were you uh, doing at the Muni? I was doing Footloose at Cute. the Muni. It was fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, we love a dance show in Muni weather. <laughs> exactly. Except Ariel doesn't really have to dance that much. So <laughs> shout out to that. Um, no, it was, it was a great show. That I love doing that. But um, we did. So I did a tape and then moved to New York City in the fall of 2019. And mm-hmm. that was the first time I had gone in in person for an audition. And I think I had just sung popular and de- done a couple sides. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a couple days later, I had found out that I was offered Anna in Frozen. So right. I knew Glinda mm-hmm. wasn't going to be going any further at that point. And then, um, obviously, the world ended and the pandemic <laughs> happened. And so I was home in Georgia for a while. I went home to be with my family. And then I think I was trying, I literally was trying to figure this out because it's so confusing <laughs> date-wise. I think it was 2021, around January, February, they called okay. me back in to go in in person and Okay, wait, so had you heard anything, you got Anna, but after that initial audition before you heard about Anna, had you heard any feedback or anything, or it was just kind of silent? It was positive feedback, and it was good. It was like I got some stuff, and I I was assuming they were about to bring me back in, maybe for a work session. So I was like, okay, okay, Mm -hmm. great. But then we went the other way, obviously. Just timing. Yeah, just timing. And then in 2021, I went back in in person again and had a good audition, felt good about Mm it, and found out that they had offered me the tour. And Mm. I lost my mind and was like, yes. But I had (laughs) just moved back to New York after Mm -hmm. being home in Mm -hmm. Georgia for like two years. And my agent and my manager were like, let's wait. And it killed me (laughs) inside. They were like, let's wait. The restraint. The restraint to get offered your (laughs) dream role and then be like, no. Wait a second. And I wanted to be in New York. I really did want to be in New York. Then I didn't hear anything for like 10 months. And I was actually home for Thanksgiving in November of 2021. And am I getting this wrong? You guys... What year is it? It's twenty. It's twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. I'm so sorry. I was home in November of twenty twenty two, and I got a call from my agent, and I had been waiting to hear about another project that I had been in for recently, and I was like so excited. I'm like, "Ooh, is this about this?" And he's like, "No, you're about to freak (laughs) out." (laughs) And he was like, "They offered." you Glinda for the 20th anniversary. And it was like completely out of the blue. 10 months later, wasn't even on my radar. They didn't bring you back in for another checkup or anything? Nope. Wow. I was shook, y'all. I was like, what? And of course I'm like, yeah. No hesitation. Absolutely. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, where do I sign? Exactly. But that's so crazy to go to, to one, go into principal without having ever done like a standby understudy iteration of it before, but two, go straight into principal on Broadway. And attach it to an anniversary year. It was crazy. I still that's... am like, why? <laughs> I'm still <laughs> like, what am I doing here? But it's, I feel so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then in that moment, did like the weight of that all hit you or Was it just excitement of like, the dream is coming true? I mean, both, both of it. I mean, I was so excited. I was sobbing and this is a role I've wanted to do since I saw it for the first time. And then Mm -hmm. on top of that, knowing it's the 20th anniversary just felt like the greatest gift (laughs) I could have ever been given. I was, yeah, I was a mess. 
Yeah, because uh, we talked to Nicole Parker, who, correct me, Kevin, was the first Alphabet to go straight to principal on Broadway. And yes. she talks about, it happens a little more frequently now, but in that time, that like really was an anomaly. And she was like, this is a mistake. I don't understand how this happened. Did you feel that or? I mean, I was, I was just happy. I was like, <laughs> this is, I was definitely like, wow, this is a, <clears throat> I feel honored that I just was put into this position without having, you know, to go through right. like understudying or being standby. And it's like, I just was like, this is crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. What were some things that surprised you that you weren't expecting as you started to learn the role? I mean, I feel like almost every Glinda and Alphaba will say this, but you grow up listening to this cast recording right. every day. Yeah. And then you show up for rehearsal and Dan Michike is like, what are you singing? <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're like, oh gosh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's so it's there's a lot of differences, obviously, okay, and yeah. over the years things have changed and they are mm-hmm, trying mm-hmm. new things and Wicked is constantly evolving, whether you may know it or not, but it's yeah. like, you know, so learning all of those new things, especially musically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely a surprise. And just I think also not I expected it because I knew Glinda it's it's a it's a big role and it's hard and it's so but then kind of doing it for the first time all the way through costume changes everything i was like whoo mm-hmm. this is this is a doozy yeah <laughs> this is a doozy yeah. and so that took a second to you know get adjusted to and feel mm-hmm. good about so yeah and a lot of glinda's costumes are so um physically restricting totally in a way that maybe like alphabas are like i know the like the act two dress is super heavy yes. uh, for alphaba but like i feel like glinda is always a little more like <laughs> yeah we're in those cinched we're, and <laughs> we're in those corsets <laughs> we are in those yeah. corsets and then the heels and then plus here's another surprise too that i you just reminded me of the broadway stage is raked so mm-hmm. that oh, rake yeah. plus the heels plus the plus 20 pound ball gown that mm-hmm. takes some getting used to for sure. Yeah. Uh, and the hoop skirt out to here. <laughs> Literally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie, I feel like you bursted onto the scene with Frozen replacement cast coming in with Sierra and then just like really built this career for yourself really quickly. Do you mm-hmm. feel like your time as Anna prepared you for Glinda? Are you happy that it happened in that order? Or do you think, oh, I probably could have done Glinda tour from the get-go? I'm happy that it happened the way it happened, for sure. Um, Anna was one of the most challenging roles I've ever done. And I only did it for Broadway, like, for a month. And then got to do (laughs) it on tour for a month, too, which was also a surprise. Wasn't supposed to happen. We'll get into that story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely feel like just the, the... Having to build up that stamina... And then, like, for that one month, I mean, I was fresh out of college. And I was like, right. here right. here we go. Uh, and I really got an understanding of what it was to be doing eight shows a week in a principal role on Broadway, where not only are you singing this, like, Anna was hard. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, you don't, <laughs> you don't think about it. And you think about Elsa being kind of the star of the show. But Anna doesn't mm-hmm. leave the stage. She mm-hmm. is running around throwing herself, much like Glinda is a lot of the time. So I definitely yeah, feel like... physical. Totally. Belting, I, too. Belting. I was, I was, yeah, it was... And those costume yeah. changes, too, are insane. It's like... Mm-hmm. You don't even realize it. But yeah, it's. Uh, I definitely feel like that prepared me. In that show too, and I would imagine with Wicked, there's so many like technical spots that you have to hit with like to get the magic trick right or to to do the illusion. Absolutely. And, and that's, I, I feel like that's a, a level of specificity that is probably surprising coming in. Definitely. Yeah, it was coming into Frozen. It was like... I mean, the whole bridge sequence of what do you know about right. love and climbing and all the magic that goes into it and the costume changes that are happening on stage, like yeah. magnet hats throwing. Yeah, it's there was a lot yeah. of technical elements being thrown at you at once. Yeah. Well, that's why it's interesting because your first two Broadway jobs were capital B Broadway corporation shows. You know, <laughs> they're not like the small like indie artsy shows. <laughs> We love a commercial theater, girly. (laughs) I know what I am. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, so when we saw you, 
It, I really think it was one of your first couple performances, and what shocked us the most is It was how, in the Talia overlap. Oh my yeah. gosh, y'all need to come so back, it was like, please. Mackenzie, please I'm coming tonight. Back. You are? Wait. <laughs> my friend texted me, and he won the lottery, and he was like, do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, Okay, sure. wait, I have, I have some breaking news for you then. Oh my God, um, okay. Tonight, uh, Laurel Harris is going <gasps> for Alphaba. Stop. Breaking news. I literally just got the text. So Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm so you're excited. You're in for a treat. Oh my God. <laughs> Quincy, you're in for I a treat. I am so jealous. <laughs> that's oh my exciting. God. That's insane. I know. Now, whenever I see Wicked Without Kevin, I feel like I'm cheating. <laughs> <laughs> But you really were so settled into the role and comfortable and making specific choices already. It like felt like you had been doing the role for so long. One, Thank that's you. so impressive. It's those basement shows. That's what I was going to say. I have been doing the show since maybe 2006. So in my, in my room. So Thank you. I appreciate it. Were there that, any seriously. things as you were rehearsing it that you came into the role being like, this is something I want to do with Mike Linda, and this is like a take right. I want to have. I mean, I I have gotten from multiple alphabas that I've done this with so far that I'm one of the more unhinged Glindas, and I pride myself on that. That is true. And <laughs> I think just growing up, like doing popular in my room and making the most absurd, zany choices, I was like, I cannot wait to be able to do this for real. And mm-hmm, then it's yeah. still night to night, like it, it changes and I just go with what I feel in the moment and it's like the coolest thing ever. So bringing some of that, you know, energy, I think, into the role for sure. Mm -hmm. When you were first going on and actually performing, what were you finding tricky about performing the role? (sighs) I guess, I mean, stamina is one thing. It's, Mm -hmm. It's tough. And like vocally, they have you in the stratosphere and then doing some Mm -hmm. chestier, lower stuff. So vocally, like finding that rhythm and like knowing. How do you typically like to sing? What is like comfort zone for you? I'm definitely, um, I'm a mixer for Mm -hmm. sure. (laughs) And so that middle ground is always something that I feel comfortable in, feel great in. Mm -hmm. Um, Finding my Glinda sound was something that was interesting for me. And I feel like now I'm like Mm -hmm. really comfortable and I know what I'm doing with every song that I approach. And I plan my sing and I sing my plan, as my vocal teacher likes to say. Cute. I like that. That's cute. (laughs) (laughs) Ew, ew. I just said that. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, that was something challenging. That's the stamina vocally. But yeah, I don't know. (laughs) If you could think about where you were with your portrayal and take on the role day one versus now, six months in, how do you think it has evolved? Oh my gosh. I think Glinda has gotten, this is going to sound awful, Glinda has gotten sadder. (laughs) 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 No, she's not sad. I think... But honestly, you start out and you're doing your dream role and everything Mm -hmm. is happy and you're just like excited Mm. to be standing on the stage. And I think, you know, now I'm six months in, life is settled in more and Mm -hmm. I'm someone that my day to day totally affects, you know, like how I approach my performance at night and I use Mm -hmm. it, I guess. And like, (laughs) no, seriously. And so it's like. I think now I have brought a lot more of me and my day-to-day into the role. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to sound like I'm sad, but no, no. I'm not. But like, <laughs> does that make sense? That, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. definitely evolved. And like, I think there's more, she's more complex in her array of emotions that she goes through through the show, as opposed mm-hmm. to just being mm-hmm. like a hundred all the way through and like, let's go. Mm-hmm. So Totally. Having grown up a fan of the show what is it like now to be on the other side of it and like witness that and I'm sure you can relate to some (laughs) of the interactions that you're having it's so cool and I'm I'm still like the biggest fan I mean it's Mm -hmm. my favorite show and going out to the stage door every night is one of my favorite you know things like and meeting the kids honestly is like so awesome for me because Mm -hmm. and even seeing the kids like when I'm up in the bubble before I come down you can peek down and there's a little hole in the curtain where you can see the front row and I see you know like nine-year-olds just like I was sitting in the audience and 
Right. I get so emotional thinking about it, and I'm like, it's just, it's the, I really, like, it's just the coolest thing ever to be able to do it. And then, like, going and talking to these kids and the amount of kids, too, that are like, this was my first Broadway show, and Mm -hmm. it's, like, I'm such a fan now. And there's a reason it's been around for 20 years now. It's, like, it's still affecting people the way it affected me when I was sitting there in 2007. It's, yeah, Yeah. so it's just so awesome. And what a nice way of, like, keeping it fresh is that that acknowledgement that, like, you are somebody's first Glinda out there right now. Absolutely, yeah. I love that. No, it's real. It's real. (laughs) It's, like, um, yeah, like, very grounding. Definitely. (laughs) Very grounding. (laughs) (laughs) While you're in the fly space. This episode is going to be dropping during October, the 20th anniversary month. I feel like, but it has been like the year of the 20th anniversary. Like you guys have been pounding the pavement already for celebrations. Yeah, and these these next two months are about to get pretty crazy. They're about to get a little wild, but I'm so excited for all the stuff that is to come. Yeah. I think to get like heady about it because it's anniversary month, what do you think it is about Wicked that has like given it this longevity? We were just talking to Laura Bell Bundy and she was like, just to remind you guys, Wicked opened two mixed reviews. Like it was not a hit when it first opened, yet it has had this staying power. And what do you think it is about it? Gosh, that is such a hard question. I mean, I mean, (laughs) It, it's hard, but it's easy because it's like, if you've seen it, you know, like, wh- yeah. <laughs> like why mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just, I think also at the core of it, the story between Elphaba and Glinda, and it's something that like everyone can relate to, whether they see themselves in Elphaba or Glinda and mm-hmm. <laughs> so cheesy, but the magic of it. And I think <laughs> also what plays into it is like the Wizard of Oz a classic and having this amazing, cool backstory to to something that everyone knows and Mm -hmm. loves and grew up on. And there's so many reasons. There's so many reasons. And the music is just, it never gets old. It's something that I will listen to for the rest of my life. And I'm not sick of it even now. I'm like, I would listen to it. Um, So many reasons. It's thrilling. And then the... Obviously, Defying Gravity is one of the most iconic Broadway moments of all time. Like spectacular. It's, spe- it's yeah. literally spectacular. So yeah. you are such a Glinda in vibe and personality, but you have a really sick belt. Did you ever think maybe I'll go in for Alphaba? <laughs> I didn't think I would go in for Alphaba. I mean, growing up, I loved singing. Alphaba, are there videos of you singing Alphaba in your I'm trunk? I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I knew I was definitely, and I always wanted to play Glinda. I'm such a comedy girly at heart, and yeah. that's like where, by, what I love to do. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I knew I wasn't going to be going in for Alphaba. <laughs> but I want to be painted green really badly just to see what I would look like. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was just curious. We hear a lot from the Alphabas about the kind of sisterhood of Alphabas. Um, do you have any kind of mm-hmm. correlating experience with other Glindas where you feel like you've gotten mentorship from them or anything like that? I mean, coming in, Brittany was so lovely. I, I cannot yeah. sing her praises enough. She was so lovely and gave me a lot of amazing advice just about taking care of myself and, like, what this role mm. can do to you. And, like, she had a little post-it in her dressing room that just said, drink water. And I remember coming in and being like, ha ha. But then I'm like, no, babe, we need to be drinking water. <laughs> like I'm like, And she just had, she was so kind and it was just a seamless kind of transition that mm-hmm. can only come from, you know, two people that are like each other's biggest fans. And then obviously mm-hmm. Megan coming in the other day was so awesome. And I remember when we did Annie Live together, she mm. came up to me and was like, your star to be is a mix of Elfie and Glinda. And I don't know which one. And I <laughs> peed my pants. Oh my God. But of course oh. I was like, thank God. you, Miss LT. Like, thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate that. And so then she came in the other day and she was like, well, now I guess we know. And I was like, that's so cool. Oh my God. It's just, that's yeah. That's like, so cute. It's so cool. And so... Yeah, that's just, I feel like I'm surrounded by women and, you know, Glinda's have reached out and via like Instagram and just mm-hmm, everyone's mm-hmm. 
really supportive because it's like you, you're the only people that know what you're going through and what you're, that's, you know, it's such a unique experience and everyone has been so lovely and welcoming yeah. and awesome. Is this a role you could see yourself coming back to as the years go on? Absolutely. Like you never get out of Wicked's grip. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. I'm like, please, have me back. <laughs> um, yeah, I love doing this role. I love uh, – the company is fabulous. I mm-hmm. would absolutely come back later down the line, whenever that is. It's just so impressive to me that you can be brand new and slay so hard in this role. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So moving into the question, are you a no one warns the wicked Glinda, a popular Glinda, or a thank goodness Glinda? It can mean whatever you want it to mean. All we ask is that you explain why. Okay. Gosh, I've given this so much thought already. And even now I'm sitting here like, okay. Okay. I think at my core, I am Mm -hmm. a popular Glinda. I think Mm -hmm. that is really, I just love it so much. There's never a time where I'm like, oh gosh. All right, here we go. Like I'm, that's what I look forward to. Yeah. On the you flip side. Yeah. On the flip side. <laughs> <laughs> on the flip side, something about thank goodness. Mm-hmm. I just I mean, one, as Glinda, it's like this moment where you see it, inner workings of what's really going on. And I think it's so mm-hmm. beautiful and it's vulnerable and it's just so beautifully written and like mm-hmm. you're seeing the turmoil that's going on inside her. And mm-hmm. I love doing that on stage. Also yeah. selfishly as me, Mackenzie, I mm-hmm. really enjoy, uh, you know, just standing and having this gorgeous like diva moment wearing one of my favorite costumes yeah. in the show diva and just moment. like, yeah, literally that's what literally. it is. I'm like, it's so, it's such a different vibe than popular. And so that's why yeah. it's mm-hmm. so hard to pick, but I, I love them both. But I think at my core, I am a popular girly because it's just like, I love making choices. I love comedy, yeah. but it's not even all about that too. It's like her objective is to help Elfie and she's so excited about it and she's like I can help you out and it's gonna be so great and like just getting to do that too and playing off of my Elphaba is always Mm -hmm. like it's just a dream it's so much fun can we talk about the frozen of it all for a little bit what was your headspace during that pre-pandemic into pandemic era crazy this is your Broadway debut and you're you booked this leading role Yes, I was, yeah, quite literally fresh out of college. I just turned 23 and it, so yeah, I turned 23, like right (laughs) before I started rehearsals and, um, I was just over the moon. I mean, I was on cloud nine, like so happy. And I, you know, that month was insane. Mm -hmm. We were doing a lot of stuff. I remember we flew down to like Junior Theater Festival in Georgia. They were having us on talk shows because Mm -hmm. it was, you know, this new cast coming in, Ryan McCartan, Sierra, and myself. And then they were also revamping the show Mm -hmm. and they cut certain numbers. So it was a lot going on in that first month, but I was so Mm -hmm. happy to be doing it. And then frankly, like, once it shut down, like it was obviously so tragic because of what was going on in the world. And I went home and we were thinking it's going to be two weeks and then two weeks turned into two months. And then we found out Frozen was not going to be coming back at all. And so I'm working on my vulnerability here. I was very sad. I was, went through a dark time being home and like, I felt like I had achieved my dream and then Mm -hmm. it was just gone, like in the blink of an eye. And Mm -hmm. it was rough for a while. And, but then I got the call to go and do the tour, which was completely out of the blue. Mm -hmm. And so I was so happy about that because I felt like I finally got some closure with Frozen Mm -hmm. itself. And I knew my last show was going to be my last show. And then also Ryan McCartan was doing it on tour as well. So we got to have that experience together, which was amazing. And the tour was a short stint too, right? 
It was, yes. I was just gotcha. coming in because someone had left unexpectedly, and I was just coming in, and mm. it was one of those things where I got the call, and they were like, can you be here tomorrow, and can you mm, rehearse for right. three days? And I was like, I have not done this show in two years, and I only did it for and a month. And not performed in two years. Yeah, it was so, I was like, uh, okay. And so, <laughs> but I was so happy about it, but also it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, mm. Yeah, I'm glad you had that closure, though. Me too. It was good. <laughs> so what? Big fan of you. What is like... <laughs> not, you... not, not big fan. Big fan of you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you about to go into? What do you like envision the rest of your career looking like? What are roles you want to play? Types of shows you want to do? I just think you're so talented. Thank you. Yeah. I... Um, I mean, I would love to originate a role. That is mm -hmm. something that is like on the bucket list for sure. I'd love to originate something. I love comedy. I really do. Um, mm -hmm. But I also love, I mean, I love a drama. And like, I, so I don't really have any specific ideas to whether or not I would want to do one or the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, whatever you'll give me, I will do. I'm not picky. Um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> originating something, um, maybe doing something more golden age and not mm -hmm. super current. That's something I've always really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I just, as a kid, I remember growing up, I would always say when people say, what what do you want to be when you grow up? And instead of being like, you know, Broadway star, like da-da-da-da, I would just say, I want to be a working actress on Broadway. So, <laughs> and seriously, I Very level-headed. Like, I, I was like, I had, I don't know what, I had something screwed on right, but I was like, I want to be a working actress on Broadway. And to this day, I'm like, I just want to do really great projects, and I want to mm -hmm. love what I'm doing, and I want it to be as consistent as it can be. And because yeah. in this field, it can be so inconsistent, and it's so hard. And yeah. but since I was eight years old, that's what I've been saying. And it's yeah. still true to this day. Like, I just want to be, you know, do projects that I'm passionate about and mm -hmm. that I think tell amazing, uh, amazing stories. And that's really what I'm looking to continue to do. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you have been working consistently. The inconsistencies have been forced on you, but in the times you've been able to work, you have yeah. been. <laughs> Thanks. Knock on wood. That continues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mackenzie, this was so fun. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so yeah. honored. I'm like, I made it. <laughs> I'm oh seriously, my God. I'm, just, I'm so excited. Oh my goodness. And uh, I will see you thank tonight. Thank you so much for <laughs> swinging by. Of course. Oh my God, yes. Yes, see you tonight. Are you going to be at the stage door after? I'll come say hey. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll okay. like stick around. Okay, okay cool. Right, I'm quick. I'll run down. This. You're quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Know. I gotta say, I am really and truly obsessed with Mackenzie Kurtz. I think she has really, she's already doing really big, incredible, exciting things. And I think she, there are mm -hmm. only bigger and incredibler things on the horizon for her and her career. I think, ugh. <sighs> yeah. I'm flustered. I think she is, um, uh, I don't know if it's like the first, but she is definitely like, of, I think, like, the new generation, like, the new era of Wicked that we're moving into where, like, people who grew up loving the show are now starting to be in it. I think it's really fun that we were able to talk to her about growing up with bootleg culture and kind of how those early memories show mm -hmm. up or, like, kind of color or shade the way she plays the role now. Well, what's interesting as like our headspaces are pretty much and history with the show are similarly aligned to hers and her experience mm -hmm. with the show. It's on a similar timeline. So the references and I feel like when you watch her performance, you get a sense of the Glinda's and we talked about it, of mm -hmm. the Glinda's that sh are in her head and are kind of have in yeah. informed the way that she performs and perceives the role. And it's exciting for me because like those are kind of the same crop of gals that I was very into during my mm -hmm. very into same. phase of Wicked same. as a younger person. And again, I just think it's like so evident in her performance who she is hearkening back to. And it's so thrilling to see that on the stage of the Gersh. Did you feel like after talking to her and having her kind of like point out the things that she feels like 
she's developed on or gotten more comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Like, did you take her performance in any differently that night, having just talked to her? Um, Not necessarily in the sense where, like, I wasn't thinking, oh, yes, Glinda is much more sad. I can definitely see that. I think... I mean, she was just kind of a runaway hit of the entire show. Like, it mm-hmm. it feels like Mackenzie's show in a very special, non-intrusive way. Just like, in a, oh my God, this is, like, she's living her life. Um, I did pay close attention to her, thank goodness. I mean, you always do. How could you not? But mm-hmm. I did tap in in a special way for her, thank goodness. And boy, was it special. <laughs> oh, Oh my god, wait, how was Laurel Harris? I know, I didn't even get there yet. I was gonna bring it up. Yeah, so this... Oh yeah, we found out with Mackenzie. She was incredible. It was so exciting to see her. I really don't think I've seen her before. I can't remember. I was trying to think. I never have. (sighs) I used to keep a really detailed spreadsheet of every Broadway show I've ever seen. And then for Wicked and Waitress, I would put my principal cast too. But I've fallen off of that. I think this was the first time I've ever seen Laurel Harris, and it was she was incredible. This was her first performance back as this vacation standby yeah. track that she's doing right now, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it was really cool to see kind of like a legacy alphabet performing with a like new age Glinda. It was, uh, it was like really. There were so many times as I was watching the show. <laughs> that I'd be clapping and I'd just be like, this is great. Audibly would say, this is great. <laughs> and also, I have to say, I saw the show with my same friend who I saw The Cottage with, who I read his text message mm-hmm. review. And it yeah. was so cool and eye-opening to watch the show with someone who like was watching it as a show, was taking in the plot. Yeah. Like, he was gasping at certain things that I was like, oh, I literally... Uh, I'm trying to think of specific moments. First of all, when the board flips over, animals should be seen and not heard. His hands on his mouth, audible gasp. And I was like, wow. <laughs> that's like, okay. And yeah. then, during The Wizard and I, he he was reacting to, like, lyrical storytelling moments there would be moments where I was locked in waiting to see what choices Laurel was going to make vocally where he would react to some to a bit of storytelling that was happening that I yeah. realized I wasn't even clocking because yeah. in my head I'm just like, this is the wizard and I, I understand where we're getting narrative. Right, you're thinking of it doing? as a whole. Yeah. And yeah. so it was, it was really cool to be sitting next to someone who was taking it in in that way. And I do that think it really forced cool. me to like take it in in that way a little bit too, which I probably haven't since probably like the dress rehearsal we went to before reopening at Broadway. You yeah. Know? Oh my God. Yeah. But there were, there was a moment, my friend, after as long as your mind where Alphaba's like, I just wish I could be beautiful for you. And Fiero goes, it's not. Uh, and Alphaba's like, you don't have to lie to me. And Fiero goes, it's not lying. It's looking at things a different way. Yeah. My friend turns to me and he goes, I would kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, you know what? That line actually isn't a great thing to say to someone who's like seeking validation. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Like it is kind of a not nice thing to say. I understand the sentiment is nice. Back at the end when he's like, oh God, now I'm so ugly. And she's like, no, babe, it's looking at things another way. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it was really fun. And just, like, so cool to see, I was talking to Mackenzie after the show, and she was like, God, I feel like I had mm-hmm. such a wicked day. I talked to you guys, and then I went and did yeah. the show. And I was like, girl, imagine how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually watching the show. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Quincy, you know what else I loved is that story, or that, like, fact, I guess, that the last Frozen show on Broadway was Mackenzie yeah. and Alyssa Joy Fox, and then... Yeah, uh, I got chills. And how they get to do it together. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's special. Oh, I will say, she is... So, yeah, I agree with her um, popular wizard and I... Popular wizard and I are no one more than Wicked <laughs> Glinda, is what I was going to say. Oh, you know what I did think about? I'll circle back to that. You know what I did think about as I was watching the show? One, as long as you're mine, there's like some synthy... I can only describe it as a synthy waterfall instrumentals that happen during the verses that I had never noticed before that are really so 
Like I wasn't even listening to the words during As Long As You're Mine. I was listening to the orchestration, which what an felt lightning visit yeah. to the Gersh you had. No, really, I was taking it in. <laughs> there was one more interesting point that I really wanted to bring up, but it's not coming to me right now. So next That's time, right. I guess. Yeah, save it for a bonus episode. All to say is get thee to the Gersh to see Mackenzie Kurtz's Glinda, because what she's doing on that stage is really special and really. I'm 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 a fangirl for Mackenzie Kurtz. Ooh. <laughs> Anything else to say today, Quincy? I have nothing to say except that I hope everyone liked today's episode. And if you did and you'd like to support the pod, there are a few ways to do so. You can subscribe to our Patreon <laughs> and join the Green Circle. Members of the Green Circle get to be on our close friends on Instagram, where you will help us plan episodes and uh, think of questions for the guest. You will also get uh, some access to extended episodes and bonus content, so that's cool. And if you're looking for a free way to support the pod, just open up whatever app you're listening on and give us a rating, give us a review, and uh, we'll love you forever. That's all I got. I hope Wicked Month is treating you guys nicely. Yes, I do too. We're halfway through Wicked Month already. I think today is Friday the 13th when you're when <gasps> listening to this. So if you're listening to this, I am sitting at the AMC Times Square watching Taylor Swift's Eras Tour movie. I'm probably getting a tattoo. <laughs> of what? I don't know. That's Taylor the Swift? point of Friday the 13th. You get a... Oh, do you always do that? That is a thing, yeah. Yeah. Every Friday the 13th though? No, but all of them are from Friday the 13th, but I don't do it every the, every Friday the 13th. Get a Taylor anyway. tattoo to commemorate her movie release. No, what if I got... That's going to have a I... bigger, bigger opening than Barbie movie. You think, is that for real? It's projected to have a, to make so much more money than Barbie movie. I don't know the actual numbers. <clears throat> all right, well, good episode of our Wicked podcast. Um... Love you a long time. Have a oh, birthday weekend. Mackenzie Kurtz will star as Barbie in the Barbie movie, musical movie adaptation. Absolutely. That's right. inspired. Yeah. Okay. No, and who would the boy be? Who's the boy? Who's going to be Ooh, Ken? Who's like that? Uh, I would love an Isaac Cole Powell moment as Ken. Yes, that's perfect, Quincy. Um, yeah, that feels good. <laughs> Anyways, okay, good, good episode, Quincy. All right, bye. I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Sentimental Men from Theaterly. This episode was produced by Quincy Brown, Kevin Bianchi, and the team at Theaterly. Thanks to Anthony Abitangelo, the most swankified podcast editor in town. And another thanks to Michaela Reynolds for making us look downright osmopolitan in our new key art. And to Julia DeMarzo for our logo design. If you want to get in touch, send us an email. We love to hear from you all. You can reach us at sentmenpod at theaterly.com. That's T-H-E-A-T-R-E-L-Y. You can also connect with us across social media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at SentMenPod. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time, I'm Quincy. And I'm Kevin. saw hubbub about hair and alpha do you tweet about this or something no you you read it in our outline for the <laughs> oh okay sorry continue <laughs> <laughs>